Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Tuesday, August 15, 2023. Welcome to the broadcast. Looking so forward to this. We have Donna uh, Clement Petruska, who will be on with us talking about some prophetic words that her dad gave. It's going to be really interesting. Very much looking forward to it. Um, anyway, uh, a quick reminder that tomorrow's guest is Amanda Grace. I've seen her notes. It's going to be profound, so don't, do not miss Amanda tomorrow. Uh, these shows just keep getting better and better, which you can tell by uh, the numbers that, grow, that are growing. Johnny had announced the other day that his last week just went to 300,000 views. And all of these programs are slowly inching up. And it depends on the guests, you know, how many watch it and that sort of thing. But um, amazing how God is blessing this ministry. And we thank you so much for supporting it because without your support, we would not be able to have these guests and have all, you know, you've heard us say before that there's about 25 people that support this ministry. People would say, well, how do you do that? Why do you need that? There's, it's too long of a story to tell you, but uh, there's a lot of people involved and the giving is, um, even that itself, you have a team that, that handles that. And then we, we have a team that, that goes and examines and, and, and what's the word I want to use? Helps us discern whether it's a good place to put, uh, invest in the kingdom of God and into the, the lives, especially of the poor in the on the earth. We don't just give to someone that's a foreign thing, foreign um, mission field. We have to find out if there's boots on the ground that are there to take care of the wells and repair them if they're broken. It's much more complex to say, here, here's some money, dig a well. We would never do that in good conscience. We would never do that without making sure that it can be maintained and watched over and people would come to the Lord and they have these dedications where even churches get started. So... Anyway, that, that's that. And with that in mind, let's go ahead and watch one of these uh, videos that, that will remind you of those wells. So here we go with that. The, the villagers have got to walk all through this dirt and this, this swamp to go and pick water. To show you this is to really let you know you are not only uh, doing history but leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. Because from, from this water to clean water, you have eliminated all diseases. There are many communities that are still struggling and suffering. Uh, so we continue to pray with you and continue to pray with us that we shall continue to lift up the standards of living of our people and that they can be free from all sicknesses. God bless you. We are now, we are now heading to the launch of a wonderful gift that you have donated yeah. to elevate these people from this level to the that. level now you're going to see. We thank you so much for alleviating this community from bad, contaminated water. And we pray that God blesses you so much. We are going to open it and launch it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And on behalf of Elijah I hand over this hole to the leaders and to the people and I dedicate to God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and everyone who say Amen. So let us see whether we have some water. You are impacting thousands. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. You saw some of the dirty water where, where um People are washing their clothes. Animals use that. Sometimes they urinate or defecate in the same water. Kids play, they wash their clothes, all of that. Uh, then they take those uh, yellow jerry cans, I think jerry cans, maybe that's the way you say that, take it on home. Uh, I don't know what their process is. Maybe they boil it, but you know, how'd you like to boil even that kind of water? It's just people are sick all the time through that. So, uh, you come along, and for the first time in their life, now they have clean water close to, to home instead of kilometers away that they walk uh, both ways. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. God appreciates that. So, All right, it's time to bring in Donna. So here we go with Donna Petruska here. Donna, it's been too long. Good to see you. Uh, it's so good to see you, Steve. 
I'm so excited you're going to have Amanda Grace on tomorrow. She's my dear friend. Oh, good, good, good. She's she just anointed. Yeah, I mean, Amanda's all that in a bag of chips. In my, you know, I mean, she's just great. Oh, don't you think my father would have loved her, Steve? Yeah, he sure would have, wouldn't he? Yes. You know, and um, oh man, there's so many other subjects we could talk to. I we got a bunch to cover, so I want to jump in and ask you this and that. But we probably better get into the show today. Well, you've got a video, a good a six or seven minute video. So talk about set that up for us and what you're going to show us today. Well, I recently put this up on Prophetic Rewind, which is every Monday I put up footage of my dad. Um, and I, I'm not doing it in any kind of chronological order. I put it up according to how God directs me. And I've been doing that since my, uh, since my dad passed away. And I started to take over some of those areas, especially when covering prophecy. And, you know, I'm watching what's going on around the world and especially in regards to things like the World Economic Forum, the UN, the EU, all the letters. And uh, over the past month, I found something so interesting. My dad was in in Switzerland and uh, he was doing boots on the ground. And when he did boots on the ground, for him, that meant that God told him go there he did it in ukraine which is really if you think about that how prophetic that was totally you know that god put his boots on the ground in ukraine and then you know unfortunately we lost my dad in 2016 but um after you know we all know what's happened in ukraine so it was a very prophetic thing that god would do and god sent him to switzerland and this was 2015 and uh he remembers as he's standing there prophesying about the UN and uh, in his memory, he couldn't remember the exact year, but he remembered being in Nashville, Tennessee, and he was taken back to that moment. And so I found that prophecy from 2005. But what's interesting is I found it during the time that when my dad was sick, I had begun to get up on the network and talk to everybody and tell them what was going on with my dad. And I was looking through his prophecies too, because all this stuff was happening with Donald Trump and now my dad was sick. And so I was finding all of these prophecies and I found this particular one that he remembers. Now at the time I didn't see that broadcast of him in Switzerland. I had missed it. And so I didn't even know he'd remembered this prophecy. This is how God works. And I, found it and I wanted to share it with people. And so I put it from a VHS and figured out how to transfer it and mm. digitize it. And I uploaded it to YouTube. And at the time, my I, I didn't know anything about YouTube. Um, I think I was a little behind other people. It was about 2015, but I didn't really know, you know, you shared videos and I wanted to share it. And so this particular video and prophecy has a lot of significance for me. And then you know, just recently I was going through the footage of him and I found him in Switzerland and he remembers the prophecy. So what I did was I put together a clip for you guys today and I did this. It's taken out of Prophetic Rewind. So it was a few weeks ago we put that up on Prophetic Rewind on the House of Destiny Network. Um, and it's a longer form there. But I just I condensed it for you guys today so you could see what God was showing him because it is lining up with the danger that we are now facing. Some of these giants that we face right now, uh, one of them being the World Economic Forum, the UN, uh, the World Health Organization. Right. We all know that these, they've all gone out of control, including and especially the intelligence agencies, which my dad also prophesied a lot about the exposure of the intelligence agencies. Really? Wow. And so, and a new kind of war, a nation itching for a new kind of war with America. So we have so many dynamics to this, but um, I felt like it kind of speaks for itself. So if I just set it up so you guys knew the background and understood what uh, it meant for me personally, just that I had discovered that prophecy years ago, and then I find my dad remembering it. And also... uh, I always talk about dad as like a 10 year track record with some of those big major prophecies. Like for instance, Trump will be a trumpet. He prophesied Donald Trump in 2007 and 2017 was when. Oh, what do you know? You mean like almost 10 years. So in this moment, he's in Switzerland and it's 2015 and he remembers the prophecy. Now in the moment he couldn't remember the year, but I knew and I found it and it was 2005. So there again, we have a 10 year 
you know, which indicates to me that this is significant because I see that pattern over and over again. It's 10 years. Uh, it's either 10 years or five years or seven, but usually it's 10. So um, uh, anyway, that's the backstory. So now everybody, especially those of us who are aware of what the World Economic Forum and all of these people are up to and understanding that the location God sent my dad to in Switzerland is like the hot spot right now for all of them. This is where they all go to meet. Uh, this is where they even like the, the, the mirror of Silicon Valley uh, or the equivalent is there as far as tech and, you know, all the AI and all and CERN and everything's there. So God sent him there and he didn't know a lot of the stuff we know now. So um, that's, a, I think about all I need to let you know about this before we play it. So everybody understanding all of that, um, you will watch him in Switzerland and then it'll go to him 10 years earlier in Tennessee and back to Switzerland. And then you'll see what he prays over that region. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you you when you're ready. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and run that. Here we go. Standing here, I'm already feeling and sensing prophetic things. I am taken back to Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, when I was on the stage, on the TBN stage, and I began, you know, we were just flowing in the spirit and we were moving, and I began to pick up on the United Nations. Then, I don't know what year it was, maybe 2008, 2009, 2007 maybe even, but I was there and I was going and I was prophesying and I was talking about, and, I, and, a, and a stench came to my nostril. I mean, I mean that. I smelled something bad. And it was a literal smell. And I, that's when I saw the United Nations and how God was so, um, I mean, he was, he, the way he spoke, he was disgusted with what was going on there. That was then. Can you imagine now? Do you really think this will carry on? This cannot carry on. And so I, I now as I'm standing here, like Greg was saying, we, to, there's no time and space. I was taken back to that prophecy. And the Lord said, I want to remind you of what you said there, that it will come to nothing. It will be, the corruption will be seen. Maybe when we stand here, standing here today in Geneva, maybe there will be a, a, an exposure of some of the corruption that's going on. An exposure because God does not take lightly this kind of deception and it's got worse. So that prophecy suddenly came to me now. They have played with this nation and they have said, we will bring to shame this nation. But God said, now I will shake the United Nations and God says, I will abolish it. I will abolish it for it has done nothing but steal and bring corruption into this nation. The United Nations has housed Judas. The United Nations has housed Judas. And now I have taken Judas out and I'm revealing the lie. I shall abolish the United Nations. But God says the only thing that I shall keep is the refugee, the refugee economy. In other words, I'm going to take care of the refugees. I'm going to take care of nations financially. That and another one shall also exist. But there shall be no more United Nations. I will raise up a spiritual force that will take care of it. And you know what that force is? It's my church. Because my church is supposed to bring unity. My church is supposed to bring finances. And the economy is going to change because I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, says the Lord. Come on! Hallelujah! Lift your hands up. I will expose France. I will expose Russia. And men, the citizens of this nation that have acted the whore, I will bring them out. And then there will be one political upheaval after the other because I placed a prophet in the White House. Not a president, a prophet who has stood the test of time and he's exposing all of this without him even knowing it. His anointing is exposing every corruption. His anointing is exposing corruption and America shall rid itself, says the Lord, of leeches that take and they give nothing back. Citizens who are not citizens but enemies of this nation. Let the prophet speak tonight in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a state of corruption and I've spoken before and that's what he was just talking about now in Nashville. Uh, and spoke of the corruption of the United Nations. The Spirit of God said, Hear me regarding that they are what they are doing. It shall come to nothing. It was something that came out of my mouth that was unpremeditated. And like I'm feeling right now, I'm actually feeling 
uh, right now that I'm standing in 2017. And things have been disrupted so badly that people are confused because their plans didn't work. And yet I'm seeing this very strong figure standing in the United States of America saying, now we got to clean up the mess. And, and, and they have the skill and the ability to do it. And they'll say, well, the pen is already signed. And, and, and I'm hearing this strong figure saying, I don't care what was signed. We will make the changes. So I want to encourage many of you that are watching that are saying, you know, we hear about judgment and we hear about fear. Fear has been, been brought upon our nation and the display of the arrogance and all of this. And yet God is doing some stuff that we don't even know about. That's what we got to find out. And so I got caught up just into the next uh, administration, if you wish, and I didn't see bad. God is in control. That's the fact. Now, there's evil taking place. There are bad reports. But the fact is that if you allow fear to take place, I'll tell you what you're doing. You are standing against everything that God ever said to anybody that did anything great. First thing he said was, do not fear. Joshua, go in. The one thing I'm asking you to do is do not fear. Do not. And he goes on and on and on that he would say this over and over. I say to you today, it is a sin to fear. It is the enemy of faith. And therefore, we have to stand against it. And if somebody is speaking to the degree that you are in fear, then you are gripped by the enemy. God is in control. Yes, the, we, these things will happen. There are predictions. We know the Antichrist spirit is, is present. But I know another spirit that is present, and that's the spirit of Christ. And here as well, in this city, God will not allow judgment to come uh, from the city to, to Israel and from the city to others. God will not allow it. When Jesus stood outside of Capernaum, he made this statement. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And so as I stand here, I see a spirit that has been exalted falling down from heaven, from an exalted state. And so, Lord, I pray for your protection. I pray and prophesy and proclaim that you will have your will and that nothing else shall take place but the will of God. And we give you praise for it. Thank you, Father. We pray together as a people, all of us, everybody that's watching, pray with me now. Lord, we pray what Jesus taught us. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what you taught us to pray. Wow. Now that he was, that was, the city he was prophesying over, that was, was that Geneva. Davos? Oh, Geneva. I that thought was, it was, I don't know why I said that. I, I get them mixed up because I've never yeah, actually Geneva. It's Geneva he was. But you see, the region is what's important there. Yeah, this yeah. Prophesying, you saw him right now. I mean, I mean that was so uh, prophetic, the whole yeah. thing. I mean, just that he was there. He's casting that spirit down that would cast judgment on others and on Israel. So you, you see how, you know, now we're, we're ahead in time and we're looking at a globalist agenda which is not a conspiracy theory they are i mean anybody yeah. you and i both know and, and if you guys follow the show everybody watching if you go look at clay clark's stuff on rumble he's got video after video after video of it coming out of their own mouths yeah this is not a conspiracy theory also the un just recently um i saw a headline where you know the i forget his name the main guy that's always speaking for the un the head guy he was up there saying, well, if you don't accept pedophilia, then you will not be accepted in society. He said this at an open mic intentionally yes, to the crowd. Yes, they are just, uh, and it's so, and this is what my dad was, was talking about when he, he, he talked about how, um, oh, I can't remember the word he just used there, but it's just, they're so brazen about it. They're just, yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. And if you start looking around, at the things happening just around us. Just look at every week, the news, every single week. I mean, last week it was aliens in Peru. And this week we've got, I mean, Hawaii on fire in a such a week. It was just so weird. And I just remember my dad prophesying, you will say, we have never, ever seen anything like this before. Yeah, and anyone, we said it the other day, yesterday maybe that, I made it clear from my point of view, that was an attack. That wasn't an out-of-control fire that, gee, I wonder how this happened. That was an attack. That was probably a directed energy uh, when, attack. Yeah. The DW, the do, whatever they call I, I didn't even know they existed until this week, but everybody started posting. I was like, oh, no, 
There's no way that's true. That couldn't be. They wouldn't just do that. And then I started looking into it and it's like the locals there are saying that the, the, that land, that area that was burned is very valuable, that the, there's been sort of a, you know, a dispute with homeowners and landowners to sell and they didn't want to. Um, um, these are rumors, but yeah. it's, it's starting to get to where it's so obvious. I mean, if you look at how they're trying to indict Trump and the Rudy Giuliani and or Sidney Powell, and I mean, it, you know, it, at this stage, whether or not you agree with them, it should be fine to question. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yeah. If I recall, I think every single election that I have been alive for to witness in the United States of America, if the Democrats lose every single time, they say it was rigged, they cheated. I mean, I remember Bush and, and Gore and that there was always, you know, and this isn't a Democrat thing either. This is going over to that uniparty stuff, the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this has been happening the whole time. So it's starting to unravel. And I think God needed it to happen the way it did so that enough people could see this. I think so. I'm convinced of that. Now, he was saying, I, I scribbled notes as this was going. At one point, he's standing there and saying, I feel like I'm standing in 2017. And I looked closely that this was 2015. Did you hear him say that? And yes. then he said, then talked about this strong figure. Um, he goes, I'm in 2017, and this strong figure is saying, now we have to clean up this mess, and I don't care what they say, or I don't care, we're going to clean this mess up. I go, man, do you think he knew it was Donald Trump at that yes. time? He Absolutely. did. 100%. 2015, he knew 100%. But he wouldn't always say the name in the future. He said the next administration. He was careful. And you have to remember that under the Obama administration, the way the IRS was with nonprofits, uh, my, my, you know, our ministry oh, yeah. uh, was a victim of that. And so it was very difficult for my dad because he had to be so careful, like what he said and how he did things. And so he was very careful not to be too political when making public statements, just because the repercussions were very harsh. And I think he knew that people were intuitive enough and prophetic enough, especially people following him to realize. And it is obvious. I mean, he had prophesied Trump would be a trumpet. Yeah about the president that would have uh, uh, the two terms, the president, he would pray. I mean, he's describing him. He talks about the walls of protection. He will build the walls of protection. Remember, the wall was such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. then he landed in New York City. I think I played this for you guys before. He landed in New York City on the day Trump came down the escalator. Is that right? The very he day. He must have been there a week earlier and the trip got canceled. Everything went wrong. He couldn't understand why. So he ended up going a week late. And he didn't know, but landed the day Trump came down the escalator. We have footage of that. So for me, it's, I have no, I mean, by the time Trump got elected, we had had enough conversations with my dad to know he knew that. That that was going to be, hey, I want to ask you this, it's related to the government side of things. Uh, was your dad ever visited by the government to know, to ask about what the things he was seeing? Did that ever yeah. happen? Like the FBI Absolutely. or any of that stuff? After 9-11, the FBI showed up at his house um, and started searching. And, of course, they what? find, well, how did he know? Because it was all over the place that he'd prophesied 9-11. And so the FBI showed up at the house. And then not long after that, and I don't know the details about everything, but he started to work with the FBI uh, to help them on cases. And I, I do remember him being happy he couldn't tell us anything. It was all classified and they gave him a, an encrypted email address. So they would email him and there was like, a, I don't know, I don't know how the phone, my mother would have to tell about that stuff because I wasn't around. I had moved out, but I was in my twenties by that point. Okay. Um, because he, he prophesied 9-11 in 96, but obviously when 9-11 happened, I, I wasn't at home anymore. So my mom knows a lot of the, those smaller details, but what I do know is that the FBI came to the house, they searched the house, they find they found my dad was clean and then they asked him to help. And he was very proud to be able to help America. I mean, he, we love America. We immigrated here legally. We did the 15 years of all the stuff, 15 years to wow. all the, you know, to get citizenship. And my mom and dad were very, very proud. So he was very proud to serve, um, to serve America and to help the FBI. And he was able to find missing children. Lost really? Children. Really? 
he couldn't tell us details, but he was able to tell us that, you know, there were a few instances where he helped that way. And he was very happy to be able to do that. But what started to happen was, uh, you know, as time went on, he did not like it anymore. And I don't know why he couldn't tell us, uh, but he did not like it and he didn't want to do it. And I even have him live on the air telling, you know, telling people uh, they keep calling me and I don't want I keep telling them I don't want to do this anymore. And they keep emailing me. I'm ignoring me and emailing me questions. And so he, he yeah, unfortunately, you never are going to know why he didn't want to do it anymore. But, you know, maybe they. Well, he did say that they, uh, he didn't like how they kept pushing and pushing when he didn't. Like he would know things sometimes, but it would be like he, he described to us, it would be in glimpses and he didn't always have understanding. Right. He would often just say things and then, you know, he would figure out with the rest of us what it meant. That's why he started Code Breakers, um, because he understood that even though he'd prophesied things and he would have insight as to how he felt or, or, or think, you know, you know, what God revealed to him. God didn't let him know everything either. And so yeah. it was, I mean, 9-11, he'd forgotten he even prophesied it. It had been so long. Yeah, I remember he says, I remember that. I played that on a, at one of the conferences I did um, years. I, I played the 1996 soundtrack because it was on one of his CDs. And he says, we, we will retaliate for what they did as they flew in the air over Long Island. But the retaliation will not be right. It will not be of my spirit. I actually almost have it memorized to this day, you can tell. Um, and I'm thinking... Was it the was the and he was prophesying either the 9-11, what they did, or there was also another Long Island flight that was sh- taken down. I didn't know which one it was. No, no, no. Yeah, because that had already happened. So that's yeah. why at the beginning of the prophecy he says there's there has been a terrorist attack and there yes. will be another. Yes. He prophesies about the planes flying over Long Island, and then he says, um, he talks about, and the retaliation will not be of my spirit. Yeah. All of those were very key points he was making of quite a few years in advance, so 96 to 2001. You're thinking, you know, that, that's yeah. five years. Um, so for him to know those details, that's why the FBI came in. And then they did utilize him. I think it was called Project Stargate. Oh, wow. Star- like he, he, there was a name for it. It was something like that. And uh, it was done away with when Obama became president. And it wasn't the looking project Looking Glass, right? It wasn't that one? No, it wasn't Looking Glass. No. Yeah, Stargate. Interesting. Something about a star. I could be wrong about Stargate. Yeah. Star something. yeah. It was the one where they were using psychics and people who could see the future, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. They lumped my dad, dad in with those people. And so, uh, and he was able to help them with things, but he... he for whatever reason, didn't like it, didn't trust them, and wanted out. Yeah, it sounds like it went from fun to now they've got you uh, in the crosshairs and you now have to perform, uh, it sounds like to me. like. Have you ever talked to to uh, Patrick Byrne? No, I know who it is. He's the guy related to... Um, Overstock.com. Overstock.com. Overstock.com, and then he sold it when all this stuff happened because of his involvement with some of these things, and I'm not going to be able to do justice to, to Patrick's story, uh, but Patrick had the same kind of experience where he uh, entered into what he felt was assisting the intelligence agency. Was he kind of, was he a seer or something or what? How was he? He owned, uh, he owned, he started overstock.com. It was his yeah. company and then he sold it. Uh, because he knew he was going to come public and tell people what he'd been doing. And uh, he's on the Reawaken America tour. Well, and Donnie, you know, I, I don't know what he was doing. I know of him, but what was he doing that was going to become public? Is it related to Overstock or he something else? Bribe. He handed a bribe to Hillary Clinton, and he's the guy who did it. And there's more. There's more to it. I don't know the whole thing, but I know that. So he entered in working with the intelligence agencies and then discovered that they were corrupt and rogue. And his way of dealing with it was to sell his company and go public. And so uh, he has been involved quite a bit with an election integrity stuff. Um, He's not a Christian, but I have talked to him. I've talked to him a little bit and um, you know, he has uh, he's open and, uh, you know, I, I really believe God is using him 
And so that's someone that's I like that's someone yeah, I his thing comes up all himself to him. His, his thing comes up all the time to me, and I've never crossed paths with him, but I, or even been able to listen to him. But I, I hear he's very pivotal. So he had said uh, back. I was taking notes here at the very beginning. He talked about United Nations was was housing Judas, and I guess that's an overarching theme. And he kept he said it twice, and God says, "I'm going to abolish the United Nations." But he said, "But I'm not going to. But not the refugees. I'm not going to leave the refugees without help." So. Um, I thought that was really, really good. Now, it's been a long time since he, that was, was that the 2015 when he said that, when he first was saying? five. Oh, that was 05. In the yellow sweater, that was 2005 in Nashville. So that's the day he was remembering when he was standing there in Switzerland in the brown jacket. That was 2015. So he was remembering 10 years earlier. Yeah. So he was thinking when he was standing, he couldn't remember the year. Yeah, yeah. He was in Nashville, and he said maybe 2008, 2009, maybe 2007. It was actually 2005, and I found it. And actually, God did that because we have so many years of footage. I could never have found I that. I can't even imagine your closets, your closets full of footage and VCA, VHS tapes, and everywhere. We've got, and even we've got my sister going through old TBN beta tapes that we're getting digitized that I'm going to be putting up on the network. Um, on Prophetic Rewind, as soon as we digitize those, it's something we're working on. And you know what's interesting is that your dad, a simple, a simple man, if I could say it that way, he's just a, a guy. He's a guy, and, and yet with all it would, it's filling closets and rooms with that. That that kind of makes it come to life. Where they said, if if Jesus, if everything was recorded that he said and did, it, I suppose the world wouldn't hold it. It kind of, if if your dad, a simple man can fill rooms up when we're still these years later. That's just amazing. Um, what else did I want to point out there? Um, I thought it was very interesting. I'm going to ask you about the personal side of your dad on this too, because he said he is right towards the end. He was saying, God said, do not fear. If you fear, if you against that's so disobedience, it's a sin. And he said that it's a sin because he commanded you not to fear. Um, so I'm 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 curious about that's the public side. Was he able to live that himself, or did he have to struggle in the same way with fear like the like the rest of us? Dad was fearless, fearless. I, I the only thing I ever saw him afraid of was a spider. Like even when he was sick and he knew he was going to die, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. Yeah. Not ever afraid. Um, he would he would get angry. Yeah but it would be righteous. Yeah. He would be angry about things that you should be angry with, which I think is a prophetic, I'm going to say something crazy. Maybe I can get it out of my mouth, right? A prophetic reflection of what we are all going through right now is this, think about, okay, just backtrack. Yeah. Go back to COVID and think about what was going on with COVID and think about what he was saying about fear. Because people can be so easily manipulated by fear. And if you look at COVID and what happened, people were so terrified. It was like, stick the vaccine in me. And we, you know, and it didn't even matter that, you know, for 75 years or more, maybe now, they don't, ever, they don't have to reveal what ingredients were in it legally. You cannot sue them, but you were forced to take. Uh, and then I think about my dad seeing a fourth Reich and what happened in World War II with the Nazis and what they were doing with genetic stuff. And it's sort of a theme. And then his reference to, I saw Satan fall like lightning from yeah. He sees a spirit because it is spiritual. And I, I'm wondering like how far have these people taken it? These people that are behind this, like through all of this, you hear the deep state, you hear the cabal, you hear yeah. the Illuminati, the Satanists, but who are they? Who is a person in a face I can look at and say, this is who it is. And in the journey of understanding that it is the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it sounds, I know it sort of sounds maybe even like, you know, sort of a child would say, but isn't it? Because if, if you look at everything that's gone on, the first thing they've done, one of the things they've done is they've, removed God. So they took prayer out of the schools, you remember? And it was sort of like, oh, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. But now it took a while. Yeah. 
and you think about the legalization of abortion, the taking the prayer out of schools, these are, these are deliberate things with intent. It isn't, oh, this, you know, we realize this is the best. No, it is of evil intent. You'll know them by their fruits. What is the fruit of this? When God was taken away and there's no more answering for what you do, they chose to do what? To, to kill babies in the womb without them ever having a chance to see. This is what the, the, these are the choices. The choices all pro produce death, division, chaos. And yeah, we had no idea. I, in my generation, okay, in sixth grade, when I'm, I'm a sixth grader, don't know anything about news or what's going on. We, I, it's in Santa Paula, California. Those who know what I'm talking about know there's a very famous little red schoolhouse with the bell tower. Everything is old, old, old. I went to school there in sixth grade. There was 13 students, and I was the oldest child in the school. It actually, was a turnaround year for me, and I became a different uh, person from that turnaround. But there's a very famous um, newscaster back then, 1964. Five-ish, and his name was Cleet Roberts. Many will remember him. Very famous. He came to the school with a camera crew because Mrs. Davis, our teacher, this is a public school. Every morning we started with the Lord's Prayer. Every morning, no question, no no discussion, no is anybody offended or not. We stood up and we said the Lord's Prayer. And so he, this is the year, right around the year that prayer was made illegal. I don't know exactly. I haven't gone back and researched it, but it, it became a thing. And so, okay, that was about 65. So when was um, the uh, the abortion became legal? I think it was around 73, right? Is it mm -hmm. Okay, so now I'm graduating from high school in that year. In that short year, 65 to 73, riots hit. Prayer was taken out of school. Abortion was made illegal. All of that. You just remove prayer from the from the equation when children are young. And many that trust me, many other public schools were allowing prayer in schools. Be, be, you know, before that law was passed, that you can't do it. They would read the Bible. They would talk about Bible stories. You know, we just like you said, say, oh, it's no big deal. So just pray at home. No big deal, right? Well, it was a big deal. We lost the prayer covering of this nation. You know, starting with the children, if you can believe that. So, but we know that that if you look in the Bible, every time that something was being birthed, there was a, the, the enemy will come to destroy. Yeah. So you had Moses, the story of Moses, and all the the firstborns boys yeah. were killed. Yeah. Saved. He ended up in the house of the Pharaoh, that whole story. And then go to Jesus, look what was happening. So that's what I mean when I say it's the devil. Because, and I know it's, again, it sounds a bit like a, a little bit juvenile, but that you can see it's directed by evil because yeah. they just got away. And it's so tragic and sad because, uh, you know, and another thing is, you know, that's what makes it easier to be afraid if you, if you feel like you're alone and there's no God and there's nothing but this life. Yeah. And this is the, it's, it's terribly, terribly sad. There's a yeah. terribly sad side to it. Um, but we are in a position right now uh, that it, had we not had my dad's prophecies, like if I didn't have what God yeah. did through my dad, I would also probably be a lot more lost than I am now. But because of what I witnessed through my life and what I have, you know, obsessed over for the last seven years. And because I, the reason I'm obsessing is because I'm watching it happen in front of my face. And I, I know my dad himself would be astounded. I know he, if he was alive right now, he'd be saying, good heavens, what have I seen? But it, it is that important. And if you look, even there's so many things in the timeline, like even in 1973 or around that time is when Klaus Schwab started yeah. World Economic Forum. And that is the same year that my dad got saved. Yeah. So as soon as the decision was made in the timeline of humans, 
We've got this decision made between Kissinger and Schwab and whoever else was involved there in the early 70s that redirected history. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, I did. That, that, that choice was made, God already knew, and he dropped down and said, Kim Clement, you're called to be a prophet. And he knew he was going to do that, obviously, but that all simultaneously happens. So from the, our perspective, it's, you know, there's God's perspective and ours, you know, yeah. Always remember God's perspective. And and, I lo- and, and then he tells Kim along the way that this video and th- that you replayed, this will come to nothing. He's talking about the United Nations plan, Davos plan, uh, the world. He says, this will come to nothing. This will come to, do you realize how significant that is? This will come to nothing. They will fail. And yeah. they'll fail because of us, because he saw the people of earth, the citizens that are under these governments who are misrepresenting them that they would be the ones to rise up and it would particularly be the Christians. And let me tell you something, the Christians are the ones under attack right now. I mean, yeah. just get on any social media platform and you can, you'll start to see it. And then you look even the most unexpected things. For instance, in India, there's a man that I've been, I've been on his podcast. He's a podcast from India. We're going to interview him. And they were telling me about these extremist Hindus that are slaughtering Christians in India, and you think about Hindus, you think, well, these are the most peaceful people. You would, I mean, they weren't even. Yeah, that's supposed to be the that's that's the press, right? But now you're starting to see that, and this is has to happen because it has to expose it so that we see for ourselves. So some of us saw a bit sooner than others. It is very easy to get lost in this. We, you and I, Steve, we know what Dad prophesied. Everybody watching us, we yeah. got to be in that little group. My dad yeah. even said it would be a remnant. Who knew? Okay, we kind of know what's going on. Or when things happen, you know, okay, God said this was going to happen. I mean, even my dad saying, you're going to say nothing like this has ever, ever happened before in our culture, in our society, in the world. We've never seen anything like this before. I have him on camera with his arms crossed saying that. From the north to the south to the east to the west, across your land, you will say this has never, ever happened before. Oh, I love that. He wasn't just talking about the bad. He was talking about the good, too. And so that's what we have to remember, is we keep that victory in our mind and in our hearts that we've already won. In South, in South Africa, there's a tribe, the Zulu tribe. Many of you probably have heard of the Zulu tribe. And they yeah. have, uh, uh, what they do is before they go into battle, they do a victory dance before the war. Really? So that in their mind, they've already won. And that is, my dad had that as his logo for his ministry when he first started out in the 80s, early 90s. It was this little logo. And that's what that meant. It was a victory dance before the war. Oh, Meaning wow. Our minds, we've already won this. And that is where we have to be. And we cannot allow ourselves to be afraid, just like he said. And there were other times he was prophesying and he said, if you fear, they will know it. And so you start to, if you, if you fear, your enemy will know it. And so you look now, we reflect on, I'm using COVID as an example because it's an easy one, because we were all scared. I mean, we hear nothing like that had ever happened again before. And so we're, we all thought, what is going on here? And then remember those first few months, it was very, very scary. And poor Trump was there just trying to help. and and. I, the whole time, was looking at China going, he'd been putting all the sanctions on them. He'd been making them pay. Maybe he was making everybody pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is trouble. I could tell this is going to, they're not just going to, there was Xi smiling. He wasn't happy at all. And next thing you know, we get a virus released on this earth that came from, I'm sorry to say it, but it's true, the Wuhan coronavirus lab if you think that it came from someone eating a bat i don't know what to do anymore this is the yeah. thing that yeah. I get frustrated. You're right. people are feeling this too i mean if you look at those indictments they're trying to bring up against trump and rudy giuliani and there my dad prophesied giuliani also 2015 he said rudy giuliani you were a watchman in this nation, and though they may mock you, you will be a watchman again. Wow. And I knew that prophecy was there. When the 2020 election happened, I knew who to look for. Where's Rudy? 
And there he was. There he was bringing case after case, proving again and again and again and again what they did and what they've been doing, both parties. And that's why my dad saw God is dissatisfied with the Republicans and the Democrats. Yes, he was. Yes, I remember that. They've all got their grubby, greedy fingers into the tax bucket. And that bucket just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And those poor people in Hawaii, I mean, the things that are going, I don't know what's true or not true at this stage. But we need to be praying for her. We're looking right now to try to find a way to help them. But it's looking like things are being blocked and so many weird things are going on. And so we really need to pray for discernment that I've been telling everybody. Discernment. Pray that we see. And in our unity, it will be our strength that overcomes. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just say this, too. if Because we've been talking about this for two and a half years with all our guests, you're, you included what's really going on. And if you're watching this, if you've watched the show, or maybe you're just new to the show and you're saying, come on, you guys, that's a conspiracy. You are sound asleep. If you're saying that you are not even paying attention, you're not even opening your eyes. And I'm sorry to be kind of blunt, but if you're one of those that says, come, that says, come on, you guys, that was just a forest fire. It was a fast wind. That's it. And you've watched these shows, or you, or maybe you're finally just tuning in. If if you still to this day think that that was some accidental fire, you are sound asleep. You are in a coma compared to what you should know. You know, it's you know, like okay. All we want to do is wake you up. That's we right. Don't want any bad for you? Go over that's to the right. Office. That's right. They're like they're saying, like saying things like, "Oh, finally, we're going to get Trump," and I'm going for what? Yeah. What? Because you were told to hate someone, that you hate someone so bad that you would give up your own freedom. Right. Please. Right. I'm I'm literally begging America, especially <laughs> America, because if it's not America, the, the rest of the world will fall behind America. And that's why God made sure to send my dad to America. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's the thing. And we've got, yeah. we've got the BRICS nations over there. They're going to go back currency. They've got big plans. And these are the giants my dad saw. He saw yeah. the giants, the brothers of Goliath, is what, when he was prophesying is what he called them. He said, stand in glee, saying, we will cripple you, America. You will lose your credit. I mean, think of the how profound that prophecy is, because he also saw Putin and four others writing things down. They had a plan. He could see what they God was showing him. Wow. He couldn't see it in the news. We didn't know. I didn't know what BRICS was until last year. He was seeing what he didn't even know what to call it. But he saw Putin and four others. That's BRICS. That's Brazil. Oh, Russia, that's interesting, Russia, isn't it? Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So Putin was there with four others. He saw rogues. They were writing things down. He couldn't repeat it. I well, mean, let me just say this, too. You know, um, having said what I just said, you're in a coma. You're at that, up to this second. But maybe from this moment on, when you're listening to two People who are seasoned in the prophetic and seasoned among prophets, uh, have hung around prophets our entire lives. We know what God is saying in this hour. And we know that Kim uh, uh, Donay's dad said this will come to nothing. So the good news is, even if you are in a coma and you're hearing this, you can wake up right now. And the good news is you don't have to be afraid. In fact, there's a command not to be because this will come to nothing. And I know that sounds like a well, you're just contradicting yourself, Steve, because you just told us how bad it is. Yes, but the prophet said this will come to nothing. So it's almost like, yeah, wake up because there's good news. This will come to nothing. So why sleep through it? You know, enjoy the show, basically. Because God, you know, it's like, uh, I think it was 2012 or 2014, God told Kat Kerr to go to the middle of America. And she knew the exact spot. I think it might have been in Kansas somewhere. And he said, you pound your staff and... and and you say, let the show begin. And and the show is God's show. He's yeah. putting the enemy on public display. He did it at the cross. And and Johnny Enlow is one of those that said, not since the cross will we have seen a show like the one we're seeing in this thing. And, you know, I, the only thing, you, I'm sad that your dad wasn't here to enjoy it, but he's probably watching and is allowed to watch his own prophecies come True, and uh, watch his daughter, by the way, enjoy sharing them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like either way we look at this, God is winning, 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 winning. And my wife and I were talking, Doreen and I were talking about um, 
trying to get the mix right when we have the shows about telling people what the enemy is doing, but ending with, okay, guys, God's got this. All you got, you know, it's like, it's hard to get that mix right. We're trying even today, you know. Um, because you don't want to be someone who is an alarmist that's running around with bad news all the time. You remember my dad didn't want to be that way ever. Right. He never wanted to, if he ever had to, to if, if something was, he knew it was going to be bad that he had to prophesy. It was harder for him to do that because he didn't want to. Uh, he was a very positive person. He looked yeah. at the world, you know, where is the advantage? And that's all perspective. Um, but uh, truly, the balance of that is in the prophecies. So you might have that warning, but there's always God saying, I've got this. Yeah. I can remember my dad prophesying, and also this is these are things that he prophesied that we're living now, where God said, I will lead this nation. I will. So whoever's there, God is actually in control of it, and he's going to make sure that the world understands. And so there is a surprise to this. And I, one of my experience with God is he likes that. He likes to surprise us, and yes. he likes for us to learn and and he requires our involvement. And I yes, think that's the important thing here is that just because we know it was prophesied that this would be overcome doesn't mean we sit back and say, okay, we'll just wait for that to happen. No, no. your involvement is not only necessary, but will be fulfilling for you in yeah. your life. It's not just going to help everybody. It's going to help you. Because your relationship with God will be just intertwined so much more. And, and, I, and, I, and I think God, uh, talk about what he likes. He likes rewarding people. He yes. likes you seeing what he's doing. He likes you enjoying his surprises. So if you were to wake up for only one reason, wake up because God doesn't want you to miss the show. God wants you to enjoy this. Get your popcorn out. Watch what the Lord does. Yes, he will not act without our involvement. That's how he made it. He made the rules. You know, where two or three are gathered, then I'm going to be there. And then he says, another place, he says, you have not because you asked not. I want you to ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to have because you have not. I want you involved. So uh, people saying a good prayer is, Lord, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do now that I'm awake? What Do you, do you want me to just enjoy it? Do you want me to add my prayers? What do you want me to do? But the Lord told me uh, to tell the people, this is years ago. He said, don't just stand there, do something. That reminds me of your your dad used to say, don't, when he, was, he would do an offering. He'd say, don't give nothing. If you give a button, did you remember that? He would say, just put a button in the plate. Or give a piece something. of lint. If there's nothing in your pocket but a piece of lint, because it isn't for God. It We support one another yeah. so many ways. And so the, the act of the sacrifice is for you. Yeah, it really does. It, you know, that's why he would say that. It's just what if you have nothing but that length then put that in there and give it to yeah. God, because He will give back to you something so much more. It's it's so much more than money too. It's 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 rich. It's full. It's for where you are scarred that you're healed. You know, and um and really, people, I think God really wants that relationship. I yes, He does. I know. And so that's why another part is, you know, you're not just going to sit back and say, okay, but you know, what's beautiful. This is something that I witnessed watching my dad's life is the more people that were with him, be it in the building or watching online, doesn't matter. The more people, the more accurate. Prophecy. Really? Is that right? And you remember he would be saying, he would say to people, pray with me, pray with me. He yes, he did. Yeah. Why would he do that all the time? Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Because the unity refined his vision. That's interesting. Because so he would used to shout. Not only would he say that, but while he's worshiping, while he's praying, he would keep shouting, come on, come on. And I used to, when I first started hearing that years and years before, you know, 2000, I would go in Portland when he would rent a school and, and he, he'd be shouting, come on. And then the worship leaders, you know, um, Miranda Miranda, and Miranda's sister. I can't think Hannah. of it. Hannah. You know, they, they'd be doing it too. Come on, come on, come on. And so you, I now you're adding the, the finishing touch on that because you're saying the more that participated like that, the more accurate he became. 
if you look at by the time he was online, let's say if you're going into the teens of the 2000s now, he developed a good relationship with the people who watched him online and that audience grew and grew and grew. So, you know, by the time he, you know, we were hitting, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016, even 2010, 11, 12, he was seeing everything. And again, I saw it go from sometimes those more refined things. He was always prophetic, but yeah, just, it wasn't about the attention, the actual accuracy of him seeing one thing like that. And then every time he came in each week, he was telling you more about what he was seeing, more about what he was seeing. And, and you know, now we, now we can see it like clearly. You've got the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization. You've got Ukraine and Russia, and you've got the American government and the intelligence agencies. And so I'm hearing the prophecies everywhere. And then there they are in the news and it's just grabbing and grabbing and grabbing. And then you just put it on that tapestry and it's like, oh, look. <laughs> Well, you know, that emphasizes the the the, uh, the absolute anointing and the high level of gifting, because you would say, when he tried to describe how he saw you, said it was like being in a dark room, and then there's a flash, and you see something, and he had to describe all the things that he, he described, all, how do I say, all the things that he's been prophesying that your rooms are full of, he was seeing those in flashes, not knowing what to call it, what do we call that, you know, there's four brothers, and you know. Well, if you think about if you go back to like Ezekiel or Daniel or the book of Revelation, there were things that they were prophesying. There's no way they could have understood what they were seeing. And I think it works the same way. You don't, like I said before, he didn't always understand every single thing he was seeing uh, or everything God was showing him. He was just obedient. He just, he expressed it however God wanted. So sometimes it was through worship and music. It was a feeling, that feeling and in the worship and the plowing of the worship was planted the seed. And from that seed came the prophecy from his mouth. I mean, all of that is so, oh, so incredible. You know, and then, then you, look at, you look at it now, and I'm so, I have to say, I'm so proud of him. My goodness gracious. Yeah, you should be. You should be the proudest daughter in the world. There's lots of prophets, let me tell you. And there's, there's some really anointed people. Like I said, Amanda Grace, that's my friend. And she's my friend because God, I, I felt in my heart the moment I met her, it felt like my dad, which was Oh, weird. really? And I didn't understand why I felt that I felt at home. And I didn't even know this woman. I've met her. Oh, hello. It's nice to meet you. And it was just God, like little nudge. So, so you know, there's lots. Uh, and my dad prophesied, too, how many prophets would arise and how important it would be, the warriors of the new millennium. That is what we are. He saw that in the 90s, early 90s. He got into an accident, broke his wrists and had these visions, and he saw these tattooed people. Tattooed That's people. Interesting. With, with, and this is before tattoos were popular, and they were the warriors of the new millennium. And so then we look back at this millennium so far, and we've had 9-11, and we've had th these wars and things from the last century that weren't dealt with, especially spiritually. And this just, just it's, it's become consuming. Is what it is. You look at the science and the arguments that they had about evolution and if there's a God or not. Now all of it and all the evil and all the corruption has become so much that it's overflowing and it is unavoidable. So it's time to deal with it. And that's the bottom line here, I think. That's what God wants us to do. Get together in his name with him in our midst and overcome this enemy. So true. And all of those things. The, the healing and, and, and the, the cures for diseases that will come out of this, that, that so much good will come out eventually if we can overcome this hurdle together. So good. Dunny, thank you so much. Uh, man, I love you, man. I'll say it that <laughs> way. <laughs> I, you know, if the Lord willing, I will see you uh, at the reawaken next time. That's definitely the plan. You'll be in Vegas. I, that's the plan, yeah. <laughs> I will be in Vegas. We've been working on, uh, I'm going to, I've got about a seven minute and a few seconds after that clip to play two of which it's either two or three of which are your dad and okay. play that clip. And then there's a, a one or two of Amanda and uh, Robin Bullock. I don't know if that might be it, but you know, you started talking about uh, Amanda being like your dad. 
it's interesting because her delivery is not like your dad, but her anointing is what you're picking up on the anointing. Because she'll say, she'll so she'll say the Lord says I want my people. That's capital, and she'll say that. Well, that when she says that's a capitalize, that's Kim shouting. Yeah. You know, it's the same. There, she's just informing her you. Delivery there's a, is different. And yeah, the delivery is different. See, it's so unique. Yeah, God will not imitate. He is God. It's creation. So. Every prophet will be uniquely, their expression will be unique. Yeah, design, tool, yeah. Uh, put together, uh, paint job on the outside. The authenticity of the prophecy is there too because it's not an imitation. Yeah. You can't imitate surface things to get that result. Yeah. Uh, it has to be purely you. And you'll find prophetic people are very uh, unique people. You'll find them to be a little yeah. different. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, we, I think we're supposed to enjoy it. I know we're supposed to enjoy it. God has been uh, literally t um, telling me what a good mood he's in, and he's using the word, keeps using the word giddy. He's giddy. Oh, he's I'm glad you're saying that. I've been feeling that too, Steve. He, good, good. So you you concur. Yeah, because he's just happy, 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 happy. Mm -hmm. He's got this thing. All he needs is our agreement. If you'll, It's kind of like the Lord sits up in heaven and laughs, uh, Psalm 2. Because he knows their time coming. Why do the nations conspire uh, against uh, the Lord and his anointed? The Lord sits up in heaven and laughs in derision. You know, he's a very happy God. <laughs> you know? He is. Graham Cook said one of his uh, hooks is he'll say, God is the kindest person I've ever met. And I, to that, I love that part. And I, I hook onto that. But my other, what I'm adding to that, what I feel like the Lord wants we add is God is the happiest person I have ever met. And uh, I'm supposed to be um, meditating in that vein for the rest of my life, not just in this season, because this is a happy season, because he's happy all the time. Right. You know, even his anger, you know, if he really, you know, we don't understand anger like his anger. So to try and describe it, but the bottom line is he can be that angry in his happy mood. He's deriding the enemy. Yeah. Definitely, because he he's he's not trapped in time and space like us. So no, not even. Yeah, so. what he's doing with his creation, I think he does. Yeah, so much. Well, it's so fun. I, I could talk for hours, you and me. So I know, Steve, we always can. <laughs> you know. Well, Donate, why don't you pray for the people as we close this out? Sure. You feel like? Yeah, Father, we thank you today for this time together that you have brought us together, and that you gave us a way to understand and see in a time when it's so difficult to do so. We ask, Father, that you unite us more, reveal more to us, and show us what it is you want from each and every individual one of us in this time and season. We know that you have shown us a victory. You've shown us that this will be overcome, and we stand on that promise today as your people, and we remind you of your promise to us that yeah. this will come to nothing. And so with that today, yeah. we come to you with a joyful heart because yeah. we know that. And we encourage every one of you listening and watching right now to join us with that, join with us in that now too, and, and be a part of that unity and don't worry about being wrong. And I, I can just feel so strong. So many people yeah. uh, struggling with that, uh, that, that father, you help us help yeah. them, that we are Christians in this and that we can forgive them when they come and say, we were wrong. We were deceived. Uh, that it's okay, that that all of us need forgiveness and redemption, and that if we can come together in this moment, that we are stronger than those giants, and we are stronger than the enemy that that, that is against us, because we have you with us too, God. And so, again, we yeah. thank you for bringing us together today, and um, um, for all of the beautiful things that you have in our future for us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, do we have a graphic or two to show of your website? Or what do we yes. have here? Hey. Houseofdestiny.org. Tell people what's there. Houseofdestiny.org is the network that my mom and, and my dad um, built over 40 years. It, it, it began with an itinerant ministry that became this network. And we have something every single day of the week. Um, it'll either be footage of my dad or my mom and I discussing current events. We have conversations, an interview show. We have a midweek church service this month. We are featuring Jackson Lawmeyer, Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer, every Wednesday at the House of Destiny Network for the whole month. And so he's teaching on the book of Revelation. That'll be up there. We have the app, as you can see on the screen right now. And that is a mirror of the website, but you can watch on the app. We also have the prophecy database there. 
And so we have just so much for you. So anytime you want to do connect with us, that's a QR code. They, Some people they can just aim up. their phone at that. and Yes, you can put your phone right up there, open the camera and a link will pop up and you touch it and it'll take you to what is called a link tree. And that'll show you all the social media platforms we are on. And nice. to reach us, email addresses, if you need prayer, um, we are there for you. So do um, come by and have a look. And we are on Rumble. We are on YouTube. Just search Kim Clement House of Destiny or House of Destiny, and you will find us. And um, again, there's so much there for you. Uh, even on Fridays, we have Israel Update. We have Doobie Sabo, uh, who is our correspondent in Israel, in Jerusalem, and he comes live to us on Fridays with Christy Desfontaine. So we get news about Israel from Israel and we don't have to worry about that media filter. Yeah. We, know come, we know we have a trusted voice there. And so there's so much there that I could go on all day. So please do go and have a look at the House of Destiny network and uh, you can go to houseofdestiny.org or kimclement.com will also take you there. Sounds good. All right, quick reminder, Amanda Grace will be with us tomorrow. Don't miss that. Believe me, there's good stuff. I've seen the notes. So, all right, have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you in the morning. Okay, bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.